0: Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Hello, friends. You are listening to episode 79 of Kindled, and I am your host, Haley Williams. The sponsor of today's episode is Stephanie Gass of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Jeanette Tapley. Jeanette is a wife, mom to three, and she runs her own podcast and business. Uh, Her podcast is called It's Time for Coffee. And in this podcast, she chats with friends about pretty much any topic under the sun. Her business is that she actually runs her own podcast production company. And she is launching a course and she's actually an advertiser of my show. So you're going to hear more about her course in the ads that you're going to be hearing me talk about. Jeanette is a pro when it comes to podcast production. And she's teaching other women how to launch their own. And I actually got to be interviewed on her show. So stay tuned on Instagram uh, where I will share when that episode airs and goes live. Jeanette is someone that is just really good at being a friend to others. So today we're talking about her family, the challenges of running a small business and not always being understood by friends and family and the topic of friendship. Okay, let's jump right into today's episode. Jeanette. Hi. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I am good. So I would love for you to introduce
1: yourself to listeners and tell us what motherhood looks like for you and introduce us to your family. Awesome. Okay. So I'm Jeanette, like you said, and I've been married to my husband, Jesse, for almost 15 years. In those 15 years, we have had or created, I don't know, three kids. We have Ezekiel, who's almost 13. We have Titus, who's Almost 11, and then we have Zoe who's almost nine. And Zoe is our daughter, she's the only girl in our family other than me, and she was adopted from Africa. And so she's adopted and she's deaf. So our family is a bit different looking. Um, We are mixed, obviously, and then we do a lot of hand flapping and sign language. And when we enter a room, people notice because just our dynamic is really different and it's a lot of fun. We have I'm a podcast host. I host a podcast called It's Time for Coffee. And yeah, we live in Texas. That's kind of like our family. And that's what motherhood looks like to me. It's raising two crazy boys and one really sweet and sassy little girl. (laughs) So fun.
0: I just have to say, I would not believe you. I would not believe you that you have a 13 year old.
1: It's really, it's really sad. (laughs) What do you mean? You just look so young. Like you look so young. We got married really young. So I'm 33 and he's 13. So I had him when I was 20. Wow. Like, and we got married. I'm not, I like say this, like in all like kind of silliness, but like I was 18 and a half, like to the day when we got married. Oh my gosh, yeah. That is so
0: crazy. So we're
1: so little. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I know. Like you're just, you're, you
1: were literally a baby. <laughs> I was a, my friends and I joke that I was a child bride.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. That's crazy. So we're gonna have to talk more about that. So like we hear now today, like so actually my great grandma, remember when she was 15, my yeah. grandma 17. So like this used to happen a lot more, but obviously the age people are getting married at just keeps getting older and older as people are just trying to find their happiness outside of family and you know, yeah. settling down and career, whatever. Um, whole nother conversation. But like
1: what would you say about that? Like, was that really hard? Was it Great, gosh I would say everything when we got engaged I, it was my senior year of high school and like for my grandma it was totally normal for generations before it's totally normal like it was fine and I was from a small town in Alaska and I kind of like had resigned to the fact that like if I was going to go to college I was going to find a husband not a degree which Mm. is just a terrible thing to admit but let's be real so many people are thinking that (laughs) yeah and so like I don't know what I want to be when I grow up I just want to be a wife and a mom Mm. and that was kind of my calling and that's what I kind of knew all along like when I was a little girl people would say what do you want to be when you grow up and I said I want to be a mom Mm. and so yeah my husband and I met um right after my junior year of high school we started dating and then two months later, gosh, it sounds, we sound so irresponsible, but two months later we were engaged. Like, and then I had all of my senior year of high school and then we got married. But I would say like, it was really hard. One of the things that we've practiced really, really intentionally is growing up together and -hmm. not growing apart. So we do a lot of like we have a lot of the same interests and we, we tend to kind of not allow, it sounds silly, but we try to like, if one of us is into something, then we try to like match that. Like, except for comic books, my husband and my kids are really (laughs) really into comics. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I won't do it. Everything else though, we try to like do it together because it keeps us together and we don't really allow stuff like that's going to pull us apart. And he's been really great about like, He used to love riding his motorcycle, but he was like, you know, it's something that takes me away from the family so much. So it's something that like, has just kind of like passed for him and same, same with me. I can't think of anything that I've loved so much that has kept me away from the family, but it's something that we've just been intentional about. And then as our kids are getting bigger, I think about that. Like Ezekiel is 13, almost he'll be 13 in August. And I'm like, that's five years away from when I got married. Like five mm. years goes by in the blink of an eye, and I'm like, there's no way he could get married in five years. Oh my gosh, mm. <laughs> um, but we've had kids come to us and like ask us for advice as far as getting married young and and we tell them the truth like it's it's not hard, but like we really believe that God had each other for us, and just have to be really intentional. but I always tell people like one semester of college would be really good for your heart or like one year of college, go live in a dorm, like live outside of your parents' home for just yeah. a little bit because yeah. that's something we didn't do. Well, Jesse did, but I didn't. Like, I literally went from like my bedroom at my mom and dad's to my apartment with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so it, all of that to say, it was really hard. It's been really great, but it's been really intentional work.
0: Yeah. That's interesting for you to say that. Cause that's like the complaint or the thing that you hear from people when they say like, Oh You couldn't get married that young because you grow in such different directions. Or why did my high school relationship not work out? Because we grew apart, we grew in different directions, and then we didn't stay together. But I love that, like, you guys got married, and so therefore it was your job to grow in the same direction, just like it is for us as we get married at 25 or 35. It doesn't really matter when, like, it is part of that commitment that you don't just say like, well, sorry, I'm kind of going to do my own thing now. Like <sighs> I'm yeah. my own person. Like that, it, it, that isn't to be our, our attitude and kind of the way that we approach marriage, you know, cause of the yeah. commitment that you've made. So yeah. And a lot it.
1: of people told us you're going to change so much in your twenties. Your twenties have so much in store for you that you don't know. And when you're 18, looking at the next decade of your life, it's like, I mean, I'm going to be the same person I am today. And I'm already an adult. Stuff. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. I really like these red shoes. I'm always going to like these red shoes. Okay. Yeah. And so I realized now, like God had so much transformation in our twenties for us that mm-hmm. there's no way I could have fathomed it at 18. But there's also like the sappy side of me is I could not have asked for a better partner to walk through the twenties with. Like he has had my back 100% through all of it and through all of our crazy twists and turns and moves and adoption mm-hmm. and everything. Wow. It's, wow. Together we are. I don't want to say like we're unstoppable, but we're a really, really good team.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I love that. That's a unique story. So what does work look like for you?
1: Work is kind of new for me. Like, honestly, I used to, I used to do a bunch of different things, but like in this season, work looks like me sitting at a desk and editing podcasts, um, my own podcast and others. Mm -hmm. I get to produce and edit, I think I've had five shows on the books right now, including my own, but I also get to like help people start podcasts. And that's a lot of fun. People come to me with their thoughts and dreams and will this work or how does this sound? And I get to walk them through the beginning process of like, okay, who are you going to talk to and why? And Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of break down podcasting for people. And it's something that even a year ago, I never thought would fill me up the way it does, but it's really, really fun. So work is a lot of making dinner while I'm editing sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, taking calls at the pool during the summer. I've done that a few times. It's a lot of balance, but it's also, I get to look at my kids and say like, okay, everything that we're doing here is for a purpose. And mom is actually hustling for a reason. So let's like, just give me 20 minutes or give me an hour. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's really awesome. Whenever you can Bring your kids into your work, even if they're not like actually helping you. Because let's be real, kids aren't exactly helpful. Yeah. Just to let them see the reality that like you can do something, you can be creative. You and it, it's not about making money or you know necessarily having to like be some huge hotshot entrepreneur, but just like you are getting, you get to decide. You get to decide what life looks like. You can, if you are interested in something and you're good at it and you want to do it and someone wants to pay you do it, you know? And that's just really cool for, I think that's so healthy for kids to see that their mom is doing something other than just being their mom,
1: you know? Yeah. And the kids are really cool. They're a lot of fun, especially my boys. Zoe thinks I come into like my work closet to sing. It's kind of funny because she can't Uh, hear hear what I do. So she's like, oh, I see a microphone. You're obviously (laughs) going to sing. I'm like, So she thinks I'm Mariah Carey, which is what I like. Oh, to tell that's her. awesome. But the boys are really, really sweet and supportive. And my big boy, Ezekiel, will listen to the podcast every once in a while. Sometimes I'm like, hey, this one had some content. Like, I don't really want you to listen to this one. Mm-hmm. But Titus, we were at the library the other day, and this might be a little off topic, but we are at the library the other day, and Titus goes, mom. That lady over there just said that they know who you are because they listen to your podcast, and they uh, and I was like, oh, that's funny, really. And he's like, yeah, you spoke at their mops group. Like he's totally spying. Oh my gosh, because he said my name. That's so cute. He she knows who you are, and I was like, well, how does that make you feel? And he's like, really cool. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so sweet.
1: <laughs> so it's fun to bring them along on the yeah. ride to let them see like there's purpose in what what I'm doing and in, in mm-hmm. this calling.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. My oldest is four and a half. And she's also very aware of that. I have a podcast called Kindled with Haley Williams. And so she <laughs> goes around and like, we have this karaoke machine with microphones, and she'll be like, um, "Now it is for Kindled podcast uh, with Haley Williams. I mean, um, I love Williams, and now we're just going to talk about." And she just goes on like a you know, a monologue where yes. I'm like, "Is that what I sound like? You actually think I'm just like kind of listening to myself talk?" <laughs> but, uh, but she's really cute. She came up to me the other day. I was like, "How's that podcast going, Mom?" And I was
1: like, "It's going good. <laughs> I wasn't even working on it, but." <laughs> that's so sweet I love like you said bringing them along is just it just enriches it a little bit more for me yeah yeah it definitely does where are you seeing God's grace in your life gosh that's a good question I think it's just parenting in general Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with my dad a few a few months ago and we're kind of looking at Zoe just watching her play and he said is she as hard to parent as you thought she was going to be or she easier or something along those lines yeah I looked at him and kind of laughed I'm like parenting in general is harder than I thought it was going to be. Like yeah, everything about my life right now is harder than I thought. It. Being an adult dad is yeah. harder than I thought it'd be. So I think just God's grace in parenting. Like my kids have learned to say they're sorry because I have learned to say, I'm sorry. He's always said something the other day. She's like, that is yelling is not allowed. And I was like, you're right. Yelling is not allowed. And I am sorry. Like I am mad and I need a time out. So just God's grace in like timeouts and God's grace in like it's just so sweet to forgive me when I am a terrible example to my children. So I think really yeah. just parenting in general. Yeah.
0: If only they'd actually give us the timeout, though, right? Because oh, they I don't know. really want you to have the timeout. They want you to be in trouble, but they're not leaving. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, look, I'm going to walk away from you because you're in timeout. Let's mirror this i just mm-hmm. got my husband some really cool headphones yeah. noise canceling headphones nice. and i was like i'm gonna go take a timeout like 15 minutes like dark with the noise canceling headphones but they're really good so i'm afraid they would burn the house down yeah <laughs> like who knows what's gonna happen when i'm in timeout right right it is there is some costs that you might have to. Pay. <laughs> yeah. so
0: how have you seen yourself grow through your work? Because you said it's kind of something new for you. And I would just like to hear what it's meant for you, you know, personally.
1: Yeah, I think so. The My podcast itself is a year and a half old. I think um, we're about the same age in that. Yeah, And so mine has been great. Like I, I've grown as far as like really diving in and learning and um, sitting down to like figure stuff out. That's something I'm not the best at, but it was something I had to do if I was going to start something from the ground up. I had to be intentional and learn how to do it. So it's kind of, I've grown in the sense of like, I know how to do stuff. Like I can figure it out. And then it was also, there's just growth in learning that like, I have something people want, you know, like I have a knowledge that people will pay for. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really, really cool to kind of walk through that and be like, oh, Oh, you, you will, you will pay me to, for me to do this for you. And so I think finding assurance in that, in a sense, like I, almost, I had a conversation with a friend and I do her podcast for her and she goes, "Janet, just cause I pay you, it doesn't mean we're any less friends. We're still friends. I'm just in paying you for a service. I'm like, Oh okay. Cause I'm thinking like, well, we're friends. So you shouldn't pay me. We're friends. Oh my gosh. No. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, you have something I need. And so there's just growth in all of that, like growth mm-hmm. of like standing and saying like, yeah, I own a business and it's doing well. Like, yeah. Just being able to like say those things, like makes my like stomach sink a little bit because I'm just not necessarily that, that kind of person. And so I'm having to learn and grow and to stand on that and say like, okay, I've done this. I've I've created something and I'm really, really proud of it. That has just taken a lot of growth for me.
0: What do you feel like it is that is hard about that? Like what, what is hard about you saying, like being able to say, or what has been hard about you being able to say, I have a business and it's doing well. Like what, what is it that feels like, I can't say that. I don't want people to hear that. Or almost like we, we, it's easier for us to be self deprecating or like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling and life is so hard. And Oh, you know, just that like bemoaning, you know, existence and reality, which like, yes, life is hard, but I think a lot of women probably, and you know, I, myself too have struggled with just being honest about what is actually good too. And I think that's equally important, but for you, what do you think that is?
1: I think it comes down to like humility. Like, I don't want to seem like a proud person. So for me to say like, I'm proud of something, I've really had to like weigh that, like being proud of something I've done, isn't being prideful of what I've, Create it. So yes. i really just yeah. had to walk in that like pride versus humility. And I, and I think when we are self-deprecating, we think that that's humility and that's wrong. Like it's not, right. it's actually that's the opposite. Usually yeah, it's, it's just grumbling it's, and complaining and that's not yeah. what we're supposed to be doing or
0: fishing for compliments or yes. wanting someone else to, you know, kind of puff us up.
1: Yes. And I'm definitely like a words of affirmation person. And I actually just went to a meeting with friends today and I was kind of like, before I left, I told Jesse, I'm like, I think one of the things I struggle with the most and where I kind of tend to like stuff my own work is I don't think my real life people know how successful I am. Yeah. Because it's, I kind of like, I separate it. It's definitely a separated thing on the internet and I'm the same person on both platforms and and with my friendships and online. But like my friends don't realize like what I'm doing when I say I'm working, if that makes sense. So it's easier for me to say like, Oh, you know, I just have some work to do just a little bit of work to do and then I can hang out. But then I come home and I'm like fully involved in my job. And it's, it's a little, it's just like, I think it's, that I think it's pride versus humility versus making sure that it's all kind of there. Yeah. I
0: totally understand that because when you're running your own business and you're not like going to an office every day, it is different. It is a little more isolated there. You don't have a team often. Sometimes you do. I mean, I have people that I will hire or subcontract out for bigger projects, but like not, you know, a lot of solopreneurs do not have a team. And so it can be even hard for people to know what to ask. Cause like, I mean, even family and friends will ask my husband, like, how's work going? How's your, you know, like he's the manager of like five people. Like, Oh, how's, how's your team going? Or, um, you know, it's like the standard questions all fit. Whereas like for us, it it looks different. It's, it's almost more like of an uncertainty. Like, I don't even know what to ask you. Like, I'm, I'm nervous if it's not going well that you might not want to talk about it or (laughs) really, I think we want to talk about, you know, our work just as much as anybody else does. Um, but like you said, it is, very hard sometimes to communicate what it is that you actually do without sounding like you're just like puffing yourself up. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is an interesting place to be in. And something else that I've heard that I I think is helpful, has been helpful for me is that your biggest supporters of your business are not usually your family and friends, like your biggest actual like clients or people that you know, or kind of like cheer you on may not be your family members. And not to say right. your husband shouldn't be, cause I think he should be, but it's not going to be like your sisters and your brother and your mom and your dad all being like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, cool. That's great. But cause they're not always your ideal audience either Like yeah. and mine are not. And so it's like, I, I think it's hard for, it can be hard when you're still in that place of like, I'm kind of expecting everyone to be like so like promotional of me or sharing my posts and nobody is and you know and then yeah. you have to come to this place of like but they're not really who I'm speaking to so that's okay
1: it, it It is so funny because, like, even with the podcast, if I know a friend is going to listen, not that, that they're going to listen, but, like, I really am not talking to my real-life friends when I'm in my podcast world. Like, in yeah. podcast world, like, I know who I'm talking to, and yeah. for the most part, they're not my friends in real life. Like, my friends in real life just know me as me. They don't necessarily know mm-hmm. that it's time for coffee, Jeanette. You know, it's it's just an interesting thing. Well, my best friend is a very different, she's, she's definitely all in this with me. And I was holding a coffee cup and she's like, Hey, you should post a picture of that right now for your Instagram. I'm like, Oh, it's actually a really good idea. Like I didn't think of that. So so it's nice to have those people who are in it and out of it with us but it also is nice to turn it off sometimes too. So it's a very good balance, I think.
0: I think it's healthy for us to to have people in our lives who don't really give a care that we are the podcast host of whatever. Like, they're just like, "Mm, yeah, cool. I don't care, you know? (laughs) Because if if everybody in our life was like, oh my gosh, you're so awesome. That would cause you to be like, yeah, I really am. You know, so. Did you see what I did
1: yesterday? Yeah,
0: it's it's really good for us to have people who kind of don't you know, aren't, aren't excited about it. So, Hey mamas real quick. If you love this podcast, I think you'd also love the mompreneur mastermind show. It's hosted by my girl friend and mentor, Stephanie gas, who is inspiring, real, hilarious, and genius at what she does. Steph is on a mission to help women uncover their God led callings here on earth and create a brand and business to further that mission. I'm obsessed with how Steph teaches and preaches intentional living, balance, time blocking, and taking your power back. Steph's show is full on faith-based business mentorship, marketing, mindset shifts, inspiring interviews, and so much more. Listen, if you are a business owner, want to grow your brand, scale your community, or have an idea tugging at your heart, but you're afraid to leap, her podcast is a must. Head to bit.ly slash the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, or anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe now. You won't regret it. I'll meet you there. So speaking of friends, friendship is a topic that you kind of talk about. You, it's meaningful to you. Uh, your whole podcast is kind of built on the concept of just sitting down with a friend and, and having coffee and or whatever, drink wine. <laughs> yeah. Not in my case, because I'm pregnant, <laughs> but uh, maybe next time that we you know chat, I could be having some wine. That'd
1: be amazing.
0: What does friendship mean to you? Why is it meaningful to you? Like what part of your, what's, what's your story with that and why that's, that's something that's kind of on your heart.
1: Gosh, that is so big. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is, and it's true. And it is. And I, I mean, it's absolutely. And I think just, I think back on friendships and we moved around a lot when I was little, little, little. And so in fifth grade, we finally like settled into like where we lived for my whole childhood. And, um, I just remember like making friends and I know that making friends isn't easy. And I think I'm a little bit, I, I tend to make friends a little bit easier just cause I am a little bit more of an extroverted person. So I just was like, I need to make friends. I need to be rooted. I need, I need people in my life. And then in each season of my life, it's kind of been that, like we got married super young. And so I had my friend group changed drastically cause all of my friends went to college. Yeah. And so here I was in our little home hometown and I needed friends. I needed married friends. I needed people I could like look up to. And so it was just, um, I, I just think in every stage of our lives, we need people who will hold us to a higher calling and we need people who are going to point us to Jesus. And we're going to need people who really hold us tight. And I think we live in a very, very disconnected era where we are the most connected. Yeah. And it's devastating to me. It's devastating And women could be like swiping on Instagram and just feeling so alone. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of when I, when I thought of the podcast, I was like, man, I know how much I get filled up when I get to listen to a good podcast while I'm folding laundry. And I feel like these people on the other side of the mic are my friends and I want to talk back to them. And I thought, gosh, like, what if I could do that? Like, what if I could be a friend to many? Cause that's my favorite thing to do. And so that's where it's time for coffee was kind of birth where it was like, there are lonely people, lonely women all over the world. And all they have to do is put in a set of earphones and be Mm -hmm. connected to people. And I just posted a post a few weeks ago or a few days ago saying like summertime is really lonely for moms and maybe it's not for all moms. Maybe it's just me, but like seeing all of my friends or trying to connect with friends in summer months is really hard Mm because vacations and camps and everyone's kind of going a hundred miles an hour to cramp everything in, into the summer. And I like looked at Jesse one day and I was like, I feel so alone. And he was like, call your people. I'm like, everyone's on vacation Yeah, and we have vacations coming up, but it's just not our turn yet. And so I was just like, this is this is a problem. Like we're alone, but we're connected. And so yeah, I just was like, Hey, if we're lonely, then we kind of have to do something about it. And so that was where my heart was like, I know that there are lonely people all over and I'm going to make something about it. And so that's, like I said, where it's time for coffee came from. And now I get to answer the sweetest DMS from people saying like, Hey, thank you for posting that post. Like I am struggling with loneliness. What can yeah. I do about it? How can yeah. I, how can I find friends or how can I make friends or Just stuff like that. And it's it's been, friendships in my life have carried me so far. I have friends who point me to Jesus in the most really, really real ways. And it's so life-giving. And so I just think like, if I can just be a fraction of that for somebody else, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I want.
0: Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of people nodding their head, or at least internally being like, oh, that has been me so many times because I think that is one of the symptoms that comes along with this age of being so connected and having so many people in your circle in a sense, digitally. Sure. And yet in your real life, you are alone. You are yeah. at your house with your kids or at the pool with your kids, but you still feel alone because you don't have a friend there or maybe you're at um, you know the neighborhood deal or the church cookout or this or that, but you still feel alone because you feel like you're on the outer circle, not the inner circle or whatever the situation may be. And we don't want to admit that we feel lonely because how ridiculous that we should feel lonely in an age where we can literally have people in our hand all the time that we're communicating with. And, and there's this idea that like, I I think it's, it's shameful to be lonely. Maybe it's, you know, you're like embarrassed that you would be lonely. You shouldn't be lonely. You should just like plug in. There's so many ways. But I think it's important to acknowledge like that what you're saying, you know, that, you know, even having the podcast or having these conversations virtually with people is great, but it should drive us to the people in our actual physical real life. Like, and, and the ones that are in our real life, our IRL our like physical, you know, community or our neighbors or our church body or small groups, Those, I mean, we, there's, there's obviously the, the idea of the global body of Christ and the fact that the body of Christ is all over the world and everywhere, but also like he gives us the local church
1: for a reason. For sure. And I think my heart is to be a friend to many because they can pop in your phones, but I also know I cannot be a friend to everybody. Like that would be just the most exhausting thing in the world for me, especially like I, I love people and I'm definitely driven towards people. I'm also, I also an introvert. Like I I like my time. I like my quiet. And so my goal is that, that yes, I can be a friend to many, but also that I can teach friends ways to make, friends and have better community and, in lasting connection. And so I, I just got a DM today from somebody that was like, Hey, I am lonely. What do I do? How can I, how can I do what you're saying? And I was like, you need to look up, like open your eyes when you're at the gym, when you're at, dropping your kids off at church, who are you constantly seeing? Yeah. But then you ask and you ask and you ask again, because otherwise, if you ask one time, There's a chance somebody's busy. If you ask a second time, it's okay, we'll see. If you ask a third or a fourth, then it's obvious you want to hang out with them. Yeah. So it's just like my heart is is yes to be a friend, but it's also to teach people to be really good
0: friends. Mm, That's really cool. And that made me think of a a quote that my grandpa, who died three years ago, used to say. His like quote that just defines his life is be the friend you wish you had. Yeah. and he said that to my mom and she said that to us growing up and you know i didn't really used to think it was that awesome but as an adult it's like oh i get it because i wish that i had that friend who was reaching out to me and asking me to go you know get a drink after the kids go to bed or you know spending time like for me i really enjoy connecting with people outside of kids because i like i like having deep conversations which is very difficult with children and right. so you know just knowing yourself and being like, okay, well, if that's what I want, why am I not doing that? Why am I not reaching out? Like, uh, am I sitting here waiting for someone to approach me and be like, Hey, be my friend. Or should I be the one that is, is taking the risk? And and why are we like so hesitant to do that? And we kind of like, we just wait for other people a lot of times to, to make the first move. And I don't understand why we do that.
1: I think it's because we're nervous that we're going to get shot down. Asking yeah. a friend to go out is like asking someone on a date, which is something I have no practice in. My husband and I literally <laughs> been in high school, right, so right, right. I never dated. And so friend dating is really the most dating I've ever done. And I think it is really nerve wracking. But I, I also say a lot like serve your friends like you want to be served. I, I don't expect my people to come and help me with stuff if I've never gone to help them for anything. Yeah, But I also say like, if you see a girl say cute leggings, nice top, like be complimentary because mm-hmm. people are going to remember the nice cheery person. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to hang out with you if you think they're pretty. Yeah. What? <laughs> hey,
0: you know, that can't, sure. it, does, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> no. What about changing seasons? Cause that's something that we struggle with as moms is our friendships don't look how they used to. We used to be able to do those, you know, those nights out or those, weekend events or outings. And now it's like, okay, we have to get a babysitter. And there's just so many more barriers that might be preventing us from making those lasting connections or, or like nurturing the friendships that we do have. What does that look like for you in, you know, in changing seasons?
1: I wish that there was like a really good answer that was like, just prioritize better or something, you know, something like that. And I don't think that there is. I think I have one really, really sweet friend that when we first moved here, we got to see each other all the time. And it was so great. We went to the same gym and we, we would have lunch after we would do whatever. And then as my son, my youngest son went into kindergarten, she got pregnant. And so our roles really switched really quickly. And now just in the last few months, have we really been able to connect again because our seasons are kind of switching again. And I think there's just grace in that. I think we just say like, can we meet every six months for coffee? You know, like just still being there, but also knowing that like, we're not going to have any less of our friendship if we don't get to see each other all the time. Or if it doesn't look the way it used to look, we're not friends anymore. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think just walking in grace, especially if that friendship means something to you. If it's a friendship that after a few, after like a few months, you're like, Oh shoot, I haven't heard from so-and-so like I should reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's a bummer. I thought we were really good friends. But I think if it's a friendship, that's like, man this person fills me up they point me to jesus they love my family they pray for me they they check in on me even if it's like a text it's like if that friendship means something then like really really just walk in grace and know that there'll be a time for reconnection but i also have friendships that have totally passed by in time that's like okay that was a really great season and, and silver <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. being and having grace for that like okay like I don't it's hate fine. you you don't hate me it was just a, it was just a really good season of friendship
0: yes yeah I love that advice and uh and I think that that applies to all of us I mean I think that is what it be, is so hard about maintaining long-term friendships is like the expectation and mm-hmm. we can build, like as we get closer with someone, we can tend to build expectations into that relationship. Like, okay, now that we seem like we're closer now, I expect this from you. And if yeah. you don't get that thing and you never communicate it verbally, but you're just thinking right. like, I sort of think that you should be doing this now and you're still not. Hmm. That's weird. Why am I the one that always reaches out? Yeah. But like you said, walking in grace, is it meaningful to you? Does, you know, are they part of your community or are they part of the body of Christ? And how should you, you know, like it comes back to the Bible, like treating others as you want to be treated. Yeah, It doesn't say treat others as they treat you. Right. Like, no, this isn't a, a, an equal and, you know, an equal opportunity employer here. It's not like, oh, well we have to reciprocate everything that, you know, you do, I'm going to do or that you don't do, I'm not going to do That's yeah. And that is not a real friendship. So, I mean, even my best friend, we haven't lived in the same state since college or the year after we graduated, we lived in the same state in Maryland for one year. because we both worked at the same company. It was like dreamland. We, yeah. our offices were down the hall from each other. We could literally roll our rolly chairs into the hallway and see each other and wave and G chat all day at work. And, you know, after I moved back, after I got married to Kansas city, like, that didn't, you know, I, I've not lived in the same state as her for eight years. yeah. And yet we've remained close because we have not held each other to this impossible standard. Like yeah. if we don't talk every week, which we don't, it's fine. If we don't text every week, it's fine. When we do, we will. And then we get back together and it's like, we never were apart, you know, because there's just not mounting expectations. And I think yeah. it's a huge gift from God that we've been able to not, to not do that to each other. Cause even with relationships locally, I can tend to do that, you know, yeah. even more so. So I think it's, but when I look at our friendship and go, what has worked, it's because we just, and it's not like you have low expectations. You just have reasonable <laughs> expectations. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, we have to uh, be really honest with our friendships and look at them as relationships. Yeah. And I don't think you, I don't think you have to have like the determine the relationship, but I, I've had that with my, my best friend here in Texas. We were sitting at the park one day and I was like, man, I want a friendship. Like our friends, the Kegleys and the Malots. There are these families, two families, They're best friends, everybody in their family's best friends. They travel, they do everything together. Mm-hmm. It's just this amazing unit. And I was like, I want a friendship like them. Like, do you want to like, like, let's do this. Let's, let's do life together. And that was a determining factor in our relationship. Like we both wanted that. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, but there's also like, I have another friend who I was like, Hey, are we okay? Like we were talking every day and multiple times a day. And then it's not So like, what's happened? Are we okay? And And I think you just have to like, be willing to like speak up and communicate and be like, all of a sudden something changed. What's up? Or, or be mad. Like I told her, I was like, if I don't bring this up to you, then I'm showing that I don't care mm-hmm. and I do care and I don't want to build a wall around it. Like I tend to like overthink and then I dra- dramatize everything in my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you hate me now. And she's like, no, I'm just literally drowning in summertime. I'm like, right. But like communicate yeah. friendships yeah. are relationships and relationships take work. Right.
0: Yeah. That's really good, man. I was like getting nervous hearing that DTR you had with your friend. Like I can't believe oh, you was, did
1: that. Oh yeah. No, I was like, let's do this because our, our husbands are really good friends. We're really good friends. That's the so boys nice. are all the same age and her daughter is my daughter's age. It's just like, it is their relationship is a godsend and they are yeah. the ones who her husband actually like, will tell me like, you're being unkind. You need to call your mom and apologize. Like, mm
0: leave me alone you're not
1: the boss don't tell me yeah and I'm like you're right I do like it's just it's a really cool relationship that we have with them
0: and like what if she had said like you know I love you and we I am all about this like I want to be your friend but I don't know if I can commit to like family vacations at this stage or something like that like what then what would you say
1: I think you just kind of take it for what it is like, okay, like that's totally fine. You still do life together. You still do as much as you can, but yeah, you just kind of like, okay, like, unless it's going to bruise your pride so bad that you're going to be embarrassed. But I think if you're having that kind of conversation and it doesn't have to be like, let's go on family vacations. We're going to Disney world next year together, yeah. but yeah. just kind of like checking that out and being like, Hey, we really do well together and yeah.
0: And being honest about what you want. Like, that's one of the things I've heard. What is it? Like maturity is knowing what you want and how to ask for it.
1: Yeah. And not demanding it. Like, that's the thing is if she was like, Hey, we can't do that. Like our, our schedules are packed full. It's like, okay. Like can, can we commit to once a month family dinners or can we do something? And that's something that we love to do so often where it's like, what are y'all having for dinner? We're having tacos. We're having barbecue sandwiches. Like let's cook together and let's have dinner together. Yeah. And that's, that is, this relationship is something we had a similar relationship with friends of ours like this in Alaska, but I've never, never expected it. Like I never thought this is what I'm going to chase after. God was just so sweet and kind. And I looked up and I was willing to say like, hey, do you want to like, do you want to do this? Do you want to have a really good friendship? Like, can we be each other's friend?
0: Because sometimes that's the only missing ingredient is just like actually expressing what you want or what your intentions are or what your expectations are or needs are. And you can tell that person if that, you know, they're a believer and you can trust them and, you know, you know that they like kind of stand on the same truth you do, that you are not my identity. I'm not putting my hope in this, but I would love to be able to, you know, know that kind of you're someone that's in my corner and that I can text you with anything or call you with anything or know that you feel the same way about me, that I'm available and that we, you know, whether that looks like accountability or dinners and friendship once a month, like you said, or being in a small group together, whatever it might look like in that season being able to have an honest conversation, say, what does it look like right now? And it's okay if it can't look exactly how we've described. Maybe it needs to look different. Maybe your kids in this different school district and you have to invest there or we're doing, you know, we're having a baby. So our life's going to look different for a while. Right. You know, I think being able to have those conversations can remove so much of the burden and the weight and the dread that we feel around friendship that causes us to isolate. And to go into our own corner and be like, nobody likes me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Nobody likes me. Or I'm so alone. Or gosh, I wish I could have somebody. And it's like, maybe you do have somebody you're just not willing Mm. to have that conversation of like, Hey, like, and I think, I think it really like the easiest way to start is like, let's do family dinners. How about once a month we get together mm-hmm. and have a family dinner and not in a big group, like not separate. Test it out.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Like just feel it out and, and see. Cause there are times where like husbands don't get along or, you know, random yeah. things or kids or new babies. Um, we're, we're just really fortunate that with our best friends, like they had their youngest son and we entered Zoe at the same time. And then they just had a little baby girl. And so it's just been like, Mm-hmm. We just treat them like we would aunts and uncles. Like it's just kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. here's the baby. Like, like shuffle everybody around, and like yeah. I'm getting text from her right now. Like, okay, I'm gonna drop Zoe off. Like, it's just we just do our best to do life together. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we've always done it perfectly, and that doesn't mean that there haven't been conflicts. Sure, but it, we manage it, and and it's an important relationship. Mm-hmm. It and that's what it is. It's a relationship, so we just communicate our best. Well, and it's like, why do we
0: get married and? that's an unrealistic expectation of marriage that we think like, you know, early on that, like, we better not have conflict or else there might be problems and maybe we're not fit for each other. We're not a good fit. When it's like, actually the most important relationships in your life should have some conflict or you're probably not going deep enough. So yeah, you need to have a way to get through that and, and not, you know, I'm not saying like we're all out fighting with our friends all the time, but there might be differences of opinion or desires or goals. And and beliefs and we can say, you know, that's okay. Like it, let's get through this and figure out how we can kind of respect each other as individuals, but still come together and, you know, and have our lives overlap in the way that they're meant to.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things is like, I was realizing we were in a group setting and I was realizing if Jesse, my husband said something should go a certain way, but somebody else in our group said it should go a different way. I would go with their way. Like I would be like, Jesse, you're wrong. They're obviously right and the peacemaker <laughs> like, in you. Oh, for sure. The yeah, nine yeah, yeah. was out and on it. And so I would do that. And then Matt Juliana's husband, our best friends was like, you're always sliding Jesse. Why are you doing that? Uh-huh. And I was like, because I don't want to upset you guys. Like uh-huh. I'm here to create peace among yeah. the four of us. Yeah. And he's like, you have got to stop doing that. And so now if I do that at all, just all of them will just look at me. Like, are you, are you going to, are you gonna, are you gonna I'm like, Oh, shoot. Sorry, Jesse. Like, let's make it, let's do both ways. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's make it, it's just That's the happy medium. Yeah. It is just such an interesting thing. And like I said, we have friends like this in Alaska too. And it was just, you just walk alongside. And mm-hmm. I think we've just done our best to create peace and create friendships that are really, really meaningful. And our friends in Alaska, like we lived at their house. We all lived together for a certain amount of time. And it was just so funny. Like, like I went and visited there and just walked right in the house. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm back. I'm up, I'm home. Yeah. What's going on? So it's, it's really special. And that's I think why I think friendships mean so much to me because I have seen the really, really good parts, but I've had some really, really bad parts too. Yeah. 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 So I see the value and I know, I know what good friendships and what life brings with those
0: mm-hmm. good friendships. yeah, it's so good. Well, the last two questions that I ask every guest are this. The first one is, what is a life hack that kind of helps you? And it could be like organizing, efficiency, or just general like mom tip.
1: I am afraid I'm going to like be a broken record for many people, but shipped groceries. Oh,
0: like delivered? Yes. Yes.
1: It's the best. It's like they go to our groceries or I order it all on the app. They do the grocery shopping and bring it to my house. Do you use
0: like Instacart or something?
1: It's similar. Yeah, it's similar, but it's actually called Shipped. Shipt, S-C-H-I-P-T,
0: Shipt. Oh, so that's the brand name. Okay. didn't know. Never heard of that.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's so great. I like Instacart, but they were using a different grocery store, so I didn't use
0: them. Oh, okay. Okay. So basically delivering, having someone deliver your grocery. I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday, and she's been doing it for three years. I was like,
1: where have I been? I don't know. I just think I need to go to Aldi." we did grocery store pickup at Walmart for a long time, but then when I realized they would even bring it to my house, I was like, I'm done. Why would I leave? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to bring the groceries in myself. <laughs> yeah. What is this, like 2015? Yeah. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, right. So that really is, it's my life hack, and it's one of those things. I, like, have a running cart that I'll just, like, add stuff to as we see mm-hmm. it um, and just add to it, and it's it's been a lifesaver. It's just a okay. time saver.
0: I think with three kids, I need to get on board with this. I just have not ever done it. And I, I think it's because like Instacart, they have the delivery fee, but then also the prices aren't the same. So they are yeah. a little more expensive, but when you look at like the time, it's like, well, how much do you value your time? You know? And yeah. and for me, I, I actually can put a dollar and say, well, it's worth yeah. this much. So I guess I need to just bite the bullet and get over it.
1: And I would start with just like, I would start with just like your essentials, like your bread yeah. and like a couple of little things it that way you can kind is, of yeah. see, yeah, see how you like it. And then like, I have some, I have a couple of friends who will do it, but they'll go produce shop because they want to pick their own produce. You know, yeah. Like, um, are,
0: yeah. I'm picky about like bananas need to be yes. kind
1: of green. Like, you, like mine, I can put notes in it. Like yes. I can say like green okay. bananas, um, you know, like mm-hmm. rock hard avocados because they're going to go bad tomorrow.
0: Okay, what uh, avocados? I feel like if I buy rack hard, they never get ripe. How do you make them ripen?
1: I I don't I just I forget that I have I don't know. I don't yeah. I, there's got to be a trick with avocados. I haven't learned
0: I, I got to buy them like medium because yeah. otherwise I'm like what is wrong with this? Are you supposed to keep them out or in the fridge?
1: I have been I've seen I haven't done it but like a paper bag on top of your refrigerator. <sighs>
0: Okay, well that is high maintenance, but know. okay.
1: Then you forget about it, and then they're gone. Yes,
0: this is why you need to rock hard because yours are up there for like two weeks, and you're like, yes. oh no, it's it's overrated. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Okay, what do you do for fun? That's a
1: really good question. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do for fun? I like to work out. Juliana and I actually have like a date to work out this evening in the shed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go have coffee. I like to watch TV. Like that's kind of like my wind down fun. If I was going to have the most fun day, I would go to Disney World.
0: Okay, well, yep, that's probably that's, a, that's that's a great way to have fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It's like TV or Disney World. That sounds ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and which one is more accessible on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah.
1: Probably a good TV show. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, uh, that's fine. I have not we have not brought our kids to Disney World yet, so I want to wait till the youngest is like five. So we've got five years, but yeah, then we'll go.
1: Yeah. It's our family jam. We love it. Oh,
0: fun. And then
1: finally, how do you rest? I'm a sleeper. Like a nap is my favorite, but it has to be like at least a 45 minute long nap Mm -hmm. because anything like less than that, like cat naps are garbage to me. I just don't think Mm -hmm. they're worth it. By the time it's like a cat nap is done, I've like already created my list in my head that I have to do when I wake up. So I just, what is a
0: cat nap actually defined as like not sleeping?
1: Like cat nap is like 15, 20 minutes.
0: Who can do that? I can't, I can't will myself to sleep for that short of amount of time.
1: Like by the time 20 minutes hits, I've already, I've made like my list that I have to do. I'm not asleep. So yeah, no, I need like, I need 45 minutes to an hour. Yes. And that (laughs) too, I mean, in a perfect world. Yes. And I think rest is also, I mean, on the same thing, like sometimes rest is working out for me. It's clearing my head. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you do, you work out at home.
1: Yeah, I used to be a member at a CrossFit gym and I love CrossFit so much. But it's just it just became a time suck. And by the time like I would sit down to work, it was like eleven and then my kids come mm-hmm. home at three and I just so now we have we have all the equipment that we need at our in our shed. So I work at home and I have I just sure. got a spin bike. So I'm like cycling wow. in my front entryway. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Fancy. Oh yeah. Awesome. It was
1: it was a cheap spin bike. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: It's not like a Peloton or something.
1: No. Oh my <laughs> lord. No.
0: <laughs> Those are a thousand dollars.
1: I think they're thousands of dollars.
0: Really? I thought they were only a thousand. Maybe they're more. My dad has one. I don't know. I've never used it. I did go I to an it. actual Peloton class in New York though.
1: That would be fun. I use the Peloton mm-hmm. app, which okay. is great.
0: Yeah. I didn't know. That. See, I don't actually know what I'm talking about. I didn't know they have an app. I just only, when we went to New York last March, I think Um, it, my dad loves it. And so we, it was his birthday or maybe it was February. So we surprised him with um. a class
1: at the actual studio. So that was fun. That's cool. Yeah. It's a great, like if you don't have the bike, then you can have the app and then you just sit on, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you all the obvious, like things mm-hmm. that the bike does, but you can just figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then where do people connect with you and, and find you online?
1: I am on Instagram the most, and it's just at Jeanette's Tapley. And then my website and like all show notes and podcast producing and everything that you'll need from me on a website is it's time for Okay. Perfect.
0: Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your life with us and um, sharing about friendship. Cause I know we all are dealing with these things on a daily basis and it's just nice to know that other people are too.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun.
0: Thanks for listening today, friends. If you are interested in learning more about Jeanette's podcast production services or her course, go check her out at itstimeforcoffeepod.com. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Hilary Morgan Ferrer of Mama Bear Apologetics. Hilary and I chat all about how we as mothers can help our kids dissect truth from lies when it comes to the culture and the messages that they are receiving or are going to be receiving very soon. If you're ready to answer the rallying cry of mess with my kids and I will demolish your arguments, then join us as Hillary helps us understand how we can teach our kids how to think through and address these issues head on, yet with gentleness and respect. As always, if you have 30 extra seconds, I would be so appreciative if you would show Kindled some love by doing one or all three of the following things. You can leave us an iTunes review. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your Insta stories or you can subscribe to the show. And like I said, if you really love Kindled, you can do all three. Your support is the best and most sustainable way that this podcast is growing every week. So I just want you to know that I see you and your words and involvement in this way. And it is the biggest encouragement to me that you could possibly give me. Guys, have a great week and I will talk to you next Monday.